High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. The Hook Health Check with Dr. Kira Kelly. Thanks to GP Live from Leia Healthcare, offering face-to-face video consultations with Irish registered GPs seven days a week. All right, as you heard, join now by Dr. Kira Kelly. 53106 is the text number for your messages on matters health. Dr. Kelly, welcome to the programme. Thank you, George. Uh, trust you to go to holiday? Uh, yes. <laughs> Right. Well, your life's a holiday. Listen, marking camera, swollen legs and ankles. What's the problem? We know, don't we? Do we? You, you tell me. Well, isn't it a circulatory problem? It can be, but it can also be a cardiac problem. You can. Oh no! Listen, don't, no more nine 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 call an okay. ambulance. You, you want the actual information? There's a variety of reasons. But you tend to be an extremist. No, I don't tend to be an extremist. There are a variety of reasons you can get. For example, some drugs cause uh, ankle swelling. Some anti-blood uh, pressure tablets cause ankle swelling. Having an underactive thyroid can cause ankle swelling. Funny, um, Ingrid mentioned that to me over breakfast. <laughs> I fly on the wall in your kitchen. I'd love to be. So there are a variety of things, and you're. You're right, circulatory problems can too. If you've got got vascular insufficiency in your legs, that can cause a problem. But also, one of the problems is that the, the heart as a pump isn't pumping properly. It's called cardiac failure and that's a big cause now of ankle swelling. But warm weather will do it with, with, with poor all right. veins. All right, but but it needs to get now. checked. I mean, you dismiss me all the time as some <laughs> idiot like. But you've just said... Ah, you said, make it easy. No, no, but you've just said that the heart isn't pumping. Yes. Isn't that called, in simple terms, circulation, no? Well, by circulation problems with, with swollen ankles, I would take it more to do with the valves and the, and the veins in your legs aren't working properly. So that would be the kind of circulation well, problems in the legs. poor fellow in cabra. He needs a checkup, is what he actually needs. Because we need to know why his ankles are swelling. Yeah. And some people just have wonky veins and it's a bit warm and everything's swelling. But we need to find that out. He but hasn't he left out a key piece of information? Go on. Age. Correct. Yes. Hasn't he? Yeah, I think like so. Like, if he was 25, like... I'd be, be very surprised if his ankles were swelling, yeah. And you'd be more worried than if he was 65. Yes, it would be an unusual thing for, for a 25-year-old. Uh, OK, so give us your age, will you, if you don't mind when you're sending in these things. You see, the, the age here now for Mary, Mary's 45, right? But she says, stop me chewing my cuticles, please. I'm with you, Mary. I am a cuticle chewer and I have been all my life and the only thing that ever keeps me away from them myself and and you need to moisturise them and all sorts of things but particularly if I'm stressed I, I, I start gnawing on them is is if I get my nails painted nicely by somebody and I'm kind of looking at them and I don't want to disrupt them, I, I tend to stay yeah. away from them. I would say... The psychology. I think account. it is something to do with that because once the nail varnish is off or they chip or whatever, I lose all hope again and I start chewing on the cuticles. But, but can't you put acid on them or something sort of when you chew you can't your put stuff tongue on, gets burned or you, something? You can put stuff on them that tastes a bit rancid, all right. But I actually find that it, when, when my nails look nice, I go, oh, I'm not going to touch my cuticles and that puts me off and it might oh, put Mary off too. Uh, Mary, we've done something haven't done for years on this slot. We've actually got a reasonable answer from Doctor <laughs> Mary. I'd like to thank you for helping us stay at this point. Now, this is a really interesting thing because again, I think I know something about it. <laughs> you is, there, is there a question that you don't know something about? Well, I've suffered from everything in seventy-six years. 
the best treatment for styes? I have a horrible one at the moment, listener says. What, what were you going to suggest? Them? Well, styes are where you get an infection in one of the little pores, usually along, the, you know, the upper, the lower lid, and it gets a plug forms, backlog builds up, you get something swollen and red, and that's what they look like. The old things still work. Poultices still work. You can draw a sty, you know, and people do put no, a poultice, hot bread see, and stuff on them and it does uh, yeah. help. Hold a minute now. See, I was just going to say that, you know. And you thought I was going to dismiss you roundly. Yeah. My mother, what you do is you, you get a piece, you get a piece of cloth or whatever yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you put bread in yeah. and then you put hot water on the yeah. bread. Isn't yeah. that right? Yeah, you do. And you put it on the eye and it you draws t- You the tolerate as hot as you can go yeah. without burning yourself. So it's w- very hot water, but not like, sc- don't scald your eyes. We're yeah. not advising that on the hook health yeah. check. And that does help draw it. The other thing that's very good for clean, there's two things that are good for cleaning your eyes. One is cold black tea. Tea is boiled water, so it's sterile. And the, you know, the tea is a natural non-stinging antiseptic. Right. It's good right. too. But also good is baby shampoo. You know the stuff, no more tears formulas. They're good for uh, okay. washing your eyes with too. But you might need a topical antibiotic, which is just a cream. You might need that too if the infection is bad and sometimes if they become very very infected George and they start spreading the redness is spreading and the lids are swelling and all that and they do spread from a, a, a sty sometimes to what's called cellulitis where the tissue itself is infected you might need an oral antibiotic Well i go one step further you know my pal Derek Martin is an ophthalmic surgeon I do, right? I do. Now what he did with me it's really interesting you know the way they look into your eye like with a kind of telescopic thing An ophthalmoscope right? yes Yeah right they look it so he looked in and because right at the beginning you said the pores Yeah yeah right? yeah he can see the pores that are blocked and then he has a little needle yeah, yeah. and he puts the needle into the pore and clears up the pore because the pores yeah. get clogged. Yeah, they do. People get what's called blepharitis which is sort of the, the lining of the eyelids yeah. becomes uh, infected. To go off to Derek Martin or one of his mates and get your pores needled. You know what, for an awful lot of people, George, if they've got a medical card or, or whatever, first of all, they've no chance of getting near the likes of Derek Martin. It's dreadful. Not. No, not really. And even with VHI or, or, or Leia or any of the health insurers it's it's a big waiting time and it's expensive and it's okay. difficult I would suggest a good clean of the eyes really really and good clean try a poultice and if that doesn't work you will need a, black top, tea. a topical antibiotic black tea yeah black tea's good now Amy I think this is an extraordinary question hi doc how do I stop a nervous twitch I have on my arm it happens at night diet related infection uh, I would say probably neither of the two. Um, it would be unlikely to have a, a twitch from an infection. A, a fasciculitis, where, where your muscles twitch, often occurs when you're tired or when you're stressed. Are there other reasons? Yeah, you could have some kind of a weird neurologically thing, but the chances of you having a weird neurologically thing, like anything else that's rare, the chances are rare. You know what I mean? So I'm wondering, is Amy a bit knackered or a bit stressed? She could try and get a little bit of more sleep she might want to take a multivitamin make sure that she's not deficient in anything uh, and she also might want to kind of look at her stress levels and say you know I'll put it like this I've had this once and it was when I was moving house and I thought and oh, you had a twitch I had a twitch in my arm and I thought I'm getting MS no explain to me what's a twitch it's where the muscle was actually jumping of its own accord in your arm yeah and what it was was I had had weeks of, of the stress of house moving and packing boxes and all that Go jazz on. and I was a bit knackered and a bit stressed and, and sure enough and I thought to myself okay I'm now developing MS but in fact I did not develop MS I moved house and it all settled down and twitch never came back it's the kind of thing that happens when you're stressed people get those twitches around their eyes too it's the same thing
Yeah, I have a kind of a twitch in my eye yeah. sometimes. The twitches in your arm and twitches in your eye can be treated if they don't go away with Botox. Botox? Yeah, that's what Botox was designed to treat twitches and, and the wrinkling, the anti-wrinkle properties were only a side effect. All right, okay. I, this is a great one. I love this one. <laughs> Male is listening. Itchy armpits, but they don't smell. What's going on? First of all, how does he know they don't smell? You don't smell your own smell. So how does he know? But itchy armpits, would you be like... What I, about would, I would suggest his... Washing them would be... His armpits idea? might be quite similar to your scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> Usually these things are fungal and people do get itchy armpits because funguses, fungi, they love to live in, in moist... Warm places. Moist, warm places. That's what they, they love. And, and in all your skin folds, people have moisture and, and, and warmth. So it's, it's ideal. What he probably should start to do is get some caldocene powder or whatever and, and throw it in on the armpits. To, to, to Can I just say something? Go ahead. Caldocene powder is one of the great medical inventions. It is. Probably equal t- to the discovery of penicillin. Well, I'm not sure about that. But, but if he argue. has itchy armpits, shovel the old calcine on. Yeah. He'll get it in his chemist for next to nothing. Yeah, it's not dear. If he's travelling, he can buy a travel uh, tin of it, very small, yeah. so they won't take it off him at, at customs. Uh, I'd start with calcine. Back in the day before antiperspirants and deodorants and all were developed, people used to use talcum powder on their armpits as a way of keeping them drier and all that kind of stuff. And also they were fragranced. So people used to use perfumey talc in their skin folds. It was kind of a normal thing back, I'm going back 40 years or whatever. Now, hold on, well, no. this back in the day, I spent a substantial portion of my life and I didn't know anything about aftershaves, antiperspirants yes. or anything else. At the entire population knew nothing about antiperspirants or changing their underwear or <laughs> any of that kind of stuff. Right. This uh, is a, the idea that human smell is in some way offensive is a product of the modern age. Well, I, I'm inclined to actually agree with you on this. I, I think we're far too fascist about bodies. I mean, we, we've always smelt people. We're animals. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. we, we keep f- pretty clean and all that and that's fine. But people are a bit sort of uh, too fastidious sometimes about about as if, oh my God, I can't believe somebody smells or I can't believe somebody throws up or I can't believe somebody goes to the toilet. These We are, we're, we have bodily functions and I think yeah. we, it's, it's as well not to be too, you know, uptight okay. about them. I agree with you. This is great. This is going really well. All the agreeing <laughs> with me because there was another one I knew something I was really... Oh, there's three that are really right up my street. Well, I'll just be quiet. I'll just, I'll just sit here. Well, please, Doc. Although the listener does say George. When, when, when he or she adds devoted listener, it always gets my attention. Toenail fungus. Go on, do you want to take it? Well, no, you're like the thing is, it's it's our warm and sweaty places again. It is, and fun, and funguses are everywhere. Fungi are everywhere, and all the kind of stuff. Okay, toenails are hard to treat because they're in shoes and socks, and they do sweat and all the kind of stuff. What you can do is, first of all, you need to file back the big nail. You know, yeah. keep it shorter and also keep it thinner. So, in other words, you don't just file the end of the nails; you file the flat back of the nail, the plane of the nail, to keep it sort of smaller. Um, there are things you can use topically. There are lacquers, nail lacquers that are designed to treat funguses. They're not massively 
effective, right. but they, might, they can work for some people if you work at them and you put them on once or twice right. a week for months. Uh, now, this advice cost me about 500 quid from a dermatologist and I'm giving it away for nothing. Isn't there a thing called Lamisol or yes. something? And, there are and you put it on a cotton bud and then you wipe it on thing. Are you in favour of that? Yeah. Any cost of, me 500 quid. Any of the topical treatments you can try, provided you let as much air as possible at your toenails. The toenails that are already fungal and looking fungal, yellow and kind of brittle and all that, they just need to fall away. They, they have to outgrow themselves and, and healthy nail grow up behind because you can't you but can't. But you're talking about salvage. the nails rather than the toe. Yeah, now. no, I'm talking about the nails. But Is that it, different from the Sort toe? of. It's harder to treat the nails. Oh, but oh. here's the thing. If topical treatments fail, and they fail a lot of the time, George, you're looking at antifungal medications, which are tablets you take each day. They're like antibiotics, but they're antifungals. They're a bit of a nuisance for people. They have to take them for six to 12 months and they need to have blood tests usually as well because they yeah. are reasonably unpleasant. Yeah, drugs. the lovely Ingrid told me not to take them yeah, when yeah, they were I, recommended. But there's also a suggestion that you take yogurt with them or something. Do you know what they were talking well, about? Yeah. Anyway, she wouldn't let me take them. Right. Well, that's fair enough. Um, but but it, you need persistence. What I would say right. to about anyone treating a fungal infection anywhere All in the body, right. persistence, persistence, persistence. Okay. Now, uh, 53106 is the number for your questions. It, it helps if you say, uh, I'd prefer George to answer this question. That normally helps to get it uh, handled on the radio. If you must have Dr. Kelly, well, you do have a choice. It's a democracy. Now, we were talking about cotton buds on your toes. Yes, yes. Lo and behold, what's the best way to clean my ears? I heard recently that you shouldn't use cotton buds. It might even have been you two to listen. <laughs> it bloody well was. Yes. Don't stick a cotton bud no. inside your ear. This is what I have to say to this listener. Why are you obsessed with cleaning the inside of your ear? People are always, how do I clean it then? Leave it alone. It's self-cleaning. Do you yeah. clean the inside of your of your of your nose? How, like leave it alone. Well, I pick my nose. Well, that's Does a that separate issue. Help? No, it doesn't. But leave your inside of your ear alone. The wax is there to line your ears. Yeah. To to stop stuff from getting into them and all that kind of stuff. And then in time, as wax builds up, it should naturally be pushed forward by the little hairs that line that the ear canal. It'll land outside in the pinna, which is the big kind of bit of the ear that we see on the side of your head. And there's a little basin at, outside the hole. And you just the, pick it out? Yeah, you just wipe the outside of your ear That's with right, a cotton yeah. wool ball. Never go inside your ears. Leave them alone. Absolutely. Yeah, people are obsessed with their ears. What's that all about? It's like, but cotton buds are okay for your toes. That's the point. Now, they're all my questions. They're brilliant this week. I'm so thrilled with myself. Hi, George. You must be raging the way people write to me. On your show. I mention you by name. No, I don't take it personally. I'm constipated regularly at night when I'm going to sleep. Is that do with diet? What can I do? Okay. He's not constipated regularly at night. He's constipated all day and all night, but he's feeling the symptoms at night when he lies down and the tummy starts to rumble and he's getting cramps and he's wondering Mm. what he's doing because his body is building up towards maybe going to the toilet the following morning and he's struggling. We need to treat his constipation. Now, there's loads of things he should do. First of all, he needs to increase the fibre in his diet. Uh, It is diet. Will you you say the word diet a bit stronger? Diet. (laughs) Well, I say it like you diet. But it is. Um, yes, more fibre. And, and and the best fibre is probably from grain. So whole grain 
fibrous foods like uh, all bran or whatever porridge uh, you know any, yeah. any of the high fibre things also loads of fruit and veg lots and lots of water if all of that isn't enough and also reduce the stodge in your diet and maybe the volume in your diet people get constipated from overeating so if you put too much volume in you'll get constipated if you put too much stodge like white bread white Chocolate, pasta white told rice me it was a bad idea it's not too bad but 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 stodge in the yeah. diet get rid of it right. volume in the diet but high fiber, high fibre water and if uh, add in a bit of prune juice, natural yeah. laxative, coffee is a la- natural laxative too. And if this those, is why I'm the most regular no broadcaster. I got a tweet this morning. <laughs> I got a tweet this morning on the program. Hook, did you just fart on air live? I did not. I hastened to make a, an absolute denial of I such a story. I do feel sorry scurlet. for you. You've put yourself so far out there that people feel they can say anything to you. It's kind of no, awful. But how the problem happened is, is Super Value in Dean's Grange have suddenly dropped Jordan's granola, right? Right. And I'm devastated with my uh, laxative diet. But luckily, Mary Lucia Bakes sent me three free packets. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Just floating that out there. Look, high, high fibre, fruit, yeah. veg, grains, water, prune juice. And, if all of, and, and reduce the stodge and reduce the volume. And if that doesn't work, you'll need medicine. But get your constipated sorted. I use Cotton Buds, listener says, to clean his dog's ears. You can do what you like to dogs. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you can do anything. Within reason, like. George. I don't care. As long they as they do have bigger ear yes. holes. Well, than as long we as do. dogs are near me, you can do what you like. Here's one I don't know whether you heard of or not. Vicks Vapor Rub works incredibly on the toes. Tried and tested. It's not impossible that it does because it has that kind of mentholy, astringenty quality. You know, Vicks, that you can smell it. It smells like albus oil or any of those mentholy things. And for all I know, funguses hate that. I have no idea. But they, it seems to work on things like spiders as well and stuff like that. Spiders? Yeah, apparently. Annette wants to know, what was your solution for itchiness in warm places? Please repeat. Okay. Quickly. Keep it dry, keep it clean, antifungals, uh, talcum powder, particularly caldecine. Right. Antihistamines if you're scratching don't scratch don't scratch Never. scratch is half the fun no I stop scratching no scratching no. I refute, no scratching half the fun scratching perpetuates the issue that's a, why your scrotum has been the way it is for 20 years a good scratch is nothing better no. oh I can answer this question male 60 how do you stop flaky skin on your back it's infuriating isn't this what you call ancient people's <laughs> skin or something senile pruritus isn't it <laughs> Ancient people's skin. I wouldn't be as offensive in my terminology, perhaps, no, but as that's yourself, what he George. Has. Well, yes, your skin gets drier as you get older. Exfoliate, senile pruritus. Use an exfoliant, like a loofah in the shower, might be no, no bad thing. Give a note, your back and I'll rub with a loofah. Um, don't use soap and try and moisturise. Get some lovely young one to rub a bit of cream on your back. I haven't tried the lovely young one. No, well, there you go. You have the lovely Ingrid. Describing Ingrid, I have to say, there are lots of descriptions I can use for for her. Lovely young one is not one of them, okay? Get a lovely Ingrid type (laughs) to rub it onto your back. Hello, Ingrid. Would you rub my back? I'd hate to tell you the answer. Anyway, look, tough luck. You've got 
senile something or other on your back, male 60. What I find works very good is you know those things for slipping on your shoes, shoe horns. Yeah, yeah. You can get very long ones. Yeah, yeah. Steal them from your local hotel. They're quite long. You can scratch your back with them and giving your back a good scratch. I would suggest a loofah to remove the, the dry skin and which will give you a softer scratch because scratching, as I've said, is a problem. Don't scratch. Scratching beats the other thing that I can't talk about. The other anymore. itch that you can't scratch. <laughs> George, stop it. Oh, yeah. This poor mother's been given out. And I hate young mothers being given out. I to. do too. She's given her baby chocolate, her 10-month-old, and everybody's given out to her. What she said is, I've given them a few times to like to try it, a te- just a little taste, and people are given out. I'm with her. Look, do you know what? Babies... Like if if the child was living on chocolate, that would be bad. And and babies can't, you know, they need a special sort of a diet, you know, yeah. until they're a bit bigger. Over one, they should be able to eat more or less whatever we are. But you know what? We, we've become fascist about babies' diets, and we've become fascist about mothering and parenting and all sorts of things. Yeah. A little tiny bit of, of chocolate as a treat for your baby, as a little tiny bit. I, I'm not going to give out to her. I, I'm with you. I hate giving out to people. Yeah, but mothers, I think it's very hard to be a mother. It is very hard to be a mother. I couldn't possibly have been a mother, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it too. <laughs> Listen, this constipation chappy. Has he been back on to us? One clear spring organic pear fruit puree per day. You'll never look back. Pureed fruit is also a laxative. It's up there with granola and coffee and uh, prune juice and that kind of thing. Well, I'm looking forward to Mary Lu- Maria Lucia Bakes granola tomorrow. She sent it in to me. I'll keep you posted on how it's going. But I, I hadn't granola today. I had fruit and fibre. But I can confirm the, effic- no, no, the efficacy no. of fruit and fibre. Do not tell Worth us. Worth a treat. Do not tell us Roughly anymore. Roughly 1115. Stop it. Stop, stop it, George. This is a medical programme. We have to talk about things like constipation. We We are informing the public of the values of fruit and fibre. I'm speechless. I'm not having a fascist like you stopping an open discussion on medical matters. Like your bowel habit. Huh? Like your bowel habit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks to Gira.